We are In Bed With Books. Thank you for joining us this week. I'm Melissa. And I'm Bethany. If you'd like to find us outside of wherever you're listening from, then you can find us on our website, inbedwithbookspod.com, on Instagram at inbedwithbookspod, and find us on YouTube for video versions of the podcast and bonus episodes. So let's jump right in. This is it. This is it. We're here. Yeah. Episode 24, 24, 24. That's like Mm -hmm. 24 hours. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was thinking for a second, I thought like, are all of our episodes just an hour? I'm like, "Mm -mm." no, if you like like, two hours or more sometimes. Yeah. An hour, hour and a half. And I have never asked you if you ever edit out like full points or like conversations at all. It's okay I, if you do. I I completely trust and le- relinquish control over that because I don't want control over the editing of episodes. But I always wonder. I'm like, like sometimes I I'll be like listening and I'll be like, did she include that? But then it like comes up later. And I'm like, oh yeah, she did. Like, I feel like I should edit out some stuff. Yeah, but we talk so <laughs> up and down and back and then forwards twice over and then all over again we're not linear at all not at all (laughs) like I'm like if I cut this then I kind of have to cut that other bit which means that I'd have to like really try hard to edit the two bits together because the other bit even made sense there but it kind of connects it creates like more work so you're like whatever it'll be an hour 45 (laughs) yeah so I'm like whatever it's going to be two episodes this time I don't feel like Mm -hmm. cutting um I also think that everything that comes out of our mouths is pure gold um, absolutely it's, it's probably not but I think I think we're a little biased on that yeah but also I don't think we are and I think it's right and we <laughs> we are the Midas of words when we're saying it we're like this is the best thing I've this is the best thought I've ever had and then when I listen to it on my way to work the next day I'm like <laughs> fuck I'm like do I even know what I'm saying I feel like yeah. half the time I just black out and like words come out. <laughs> You're like, you don't, I'm not in control anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like I let the spirit of academia possess me Yeah, and just do what it's, what it will. Like I am, yeah. I am your humble servant. Please yeah. make me sound smart on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what are you drinking tonight? Oh, okay. So this is my favorite wine and every single time I try a different wine, I'm so saddened, um, but it's Dark Horse Sauvignon nice. Blanc. And I've it's, heard um, good things about Dark Horse. Six ninety nine. Damn, nice, it's, nice, it's fine. Um, yeah, we love a bargain. But, yeah, usually I'm like a Pinot Gris bitch, but like <laughs> I knew I'm like, it was coming. <laughs> I'm like Liz Lemon when she's at the bar and she goes pinot grigio like she's super, <laughs> so funny. but something i'm pretty good yeah. I, I i feel like i just really love, want to say it i love how you're like medieval about it <laughs> yeah i'm literally drinking it in like whatever like the fuck horn. these are called i can't remember now yes they're like yeah like a horn <laughs> yeah i won't be telling you the brand maybe i will okay i want to preface this by saying I don't do dry things very well. So if you see me making like the kind of like sour face, like alcohol face, it's because it's just dry. Um, and it's just awful tasting. But it, 
It well, no, it tastes actually pretty good. I'm just such a baby about alcohol. I'm used to like vodka and a shit ton of sugar. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is Grenfell Mead, Valkyrie's choice. Cute. Yes. The amount it looks of money very that I spent. It looks very Lord of the Rings. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It was around the time that I was like in the pandemic, getting back into like my Lord of the Rings obsession that I started seeing them like as ads on mm-hmm. all of my apps. I eventually caved because it was the pandemic, like, like the center of it. Like, yeah, no one's going anywhere. You smell yeah. like the same thing you ate three days ago, kind of like level the pandemic. <laughs> but because I spent the amount of money that I did, they also sent the cup, which is pretty great. Yeah. I mean, that's super cool. I love that. Like I said, like the face does not reflect the quality of the mead. It affects or it's like reflective of my own abilities as a person to consume to consume dry vodka and sugar. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. Or tequila. Hmm. I've been I've been black. Yeah. (laughs) Okay there. I'm good. It's just dry. I've been blessed. Um. I never get a hangover from drinking wine. I mean, call it a blessing now. Yeah. But later in life when I have liver disease. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I have gin, which I love gin, love mm. gin. But if I have one gin drink, I'll have like a headache the next day. And I'm like, what is this? What? Yeah. What are we doing? And I'm like, this yeah. is what everyone feels all the time after they drink. And I'm just... <laughs> that's what wine does to me that's why I don't drink wine yeah um wine's the only thing that's really really fucked me up so yeah but alas I do miss tequila see I I never got the bad experiences with like tequila like I I had my bad experience like my bad alcohol experiences with wine I really lucked Mm -hmm. out because now I can save money getting drunk put on a show (laughs) yeah we're doing this. Um, okay, so our, our plan for today is to get progressively drunker while yes. we talk about some of the books that we read this season. Yes. Season two. We're gonna, yes, season two. We're almost done here. Yeah, we're just going to start slow and ease into it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we want to talk about top five. Thank you. But we're also like... Ranking. Well, we're getting kind of ranking, I feel like yeah. we ended up we like I remember last season we like came in with a plan and like kind of did something different because um, we got drunk that time yeah, too and we were like <laughs> but there's more than one that we like so yeah yeah um so we we generally rank probably top threes yeah and then we might throw some fuck Mary kills in there so we might we'll see how we're feeling we'll see yeah. how we're feeling we will feel that we will yep yeah um i'm already i'm already ready for it but yeah (laughs) yeah but we should quickly review the books that we have read yes so So that way we remember what we're doing yeah yeah (laughs) i'm like i had to like look i had to like be like what's that person's name yes Um, yes okay so the first book we covered was king of scars by lee bardugo Mm -hmm. the second book was rule of wolves Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then we did the gothic episodes, but then we went into um, A Shadow in the Ember by yep. Jennifer Armentrout. And then the next book we read was The Cruel Prince. 
by Holly Black. Um, and then we might throw in like Frankenstein and Wuthering Heights characters, but yeah, um, we want to kind of emphasize the YA, right? Yeah. And so we're not going to even do any of the books that we talked about in the Gothic episode or the Wollstonecraft episode. Yeah. One, because I read most of the books for the Gothic episode, which is fair. It was like my lecture episode. Um and two, it'd be really awkward to throw in like real people from the whole Starcraft yeah. episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't really say that my favorite sex scene was like Mary Wollstonecraft and William Godwin because that'd be weird. That'd be super weird. Yep. Well, since we've already mentioned that. <laughs> yes. So back on okay. to the fiction. So, okay. Um, real quick, though, we decided to do top male main characters Mm -hmm. top female main characters Mm -hmm. top sex scenes slash close encounters of the third because not all of our books had sex scenes (laughs) um but also we forgot top side characters yes and top villains if we get there we'll see yeah um okay i let's start with top or like with our like ranking the the guy MC's main characters. Mm-hmm. Okay, so who have we got here? We've got Ictos slash Ash. We've got uh, Nikolai, the King of Scars, and then we've got Carden. I always have to remind myself that Jude is not the guy mm-hmm. because of like the Beatles. Yeah. Well, my there is always a second remnant. That they um they wrote that song after a girl. But I was like, no, they didn't. And I don't, I don't think know. so. Maybe he's just talking out of his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I don't know, maybe it's about a girl and John Lennon's son. Yeah. Maybe it's a double entendre. Oh, it is John Lennon's son, huh? Yeah, I think so. Julian. Okay. Well, so King of Scars has some other, I feel like there's a lot of main characters in that. Although there's Nina and Han, but they're both girls. So I think generally, because it's like, it's King of Scars and Rule of Wolves, like Nikolai is the King of Scars. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I would say he's like the main, main character. Yeah. I think all the other ones are just like elevated secondary characters. Mm -hmm. Well, so who are yours? So my ranking is... Nikdos, Nikolai, Carden. Okay. My reasoning being that, like, Nikolai seems like he'd be, like, a lot of fun. It's definitely really close between them. He seems like he'd be a lot of fun. But I also feel like he'd get annoying very quickly. Nick, uh, who? The king. Nikolai? Nikolai. The king. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, The former king. Whereas, like, I think I could deal with Nikdos's, like, pity parties a little bit more because it's definitely gets breeder energy which i'm about yeah about that so i could handle that a little bit more than i could handle nikolai constantly being like the class clown yeah and card in third because he is an asshole like it's not even like (laughs) he would i could find him being annoying like i find him annoying i love him find him annoying yeah so (laughs) 
Okay, so I have a a slightly different variation. Okay. Nikdos, Cardin, Nikolai. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Nikdos. Obviously. I feel like we don't even. I have don't to think really I need. Explain to, I don't even have to explain why. Like. Yeah. If you've read the book, you know. Yeah. You no. Know. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um. Know. But Cardin. So. Nikolai. I've just never been really one for like the showy types. Yeah. And there's something about Cardin yet. Like, yeah, he's an asshole, but like, I'm kind of holding out for like (laughs) redemption. Um, and I like, I kind of like his, he's kind of like, um, secretive. He doesn't share. He's not sharing a lot. He's mysterious, and I find that yeah. intriguing. Real quick, are you, as you're thinking about this, are you thinking about, like, attractiveness? Because that, like, I realize we didn't really clarify that. Yeah. 100% that's what I'm thinking of when I'm ranking them. Oh, attractiveness? Yeah. Like, yeah. like how much I would want to fuck them. Well, but see, is that a physical thing or an emotional, like, attractiveness, right? Both. yeah yeah so like I mean are you just like are you just like so not into the tail (laughs) I love the tail I think the tail actually adds points thank you okay okay (laughs) yeah um (laughs) no it still goes back to those first few chapters I would I, I, I will say this is that like I thoroughly enjoyed all of them like the head like the male main characters this season there isn't really one that I dislike because I know when we talked about Cruel Prince, um, I even mentioned kind of like the I didn't see him as being redeemable at first. It took a long time for me to see that in the book. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Holly Black handled it very well because now I love I love Carden. Mm-hmm. He's still last on my list. Yeah, yeah, but no, I love the tale. I I. I feel like Cardin would have been like your type or something. Not maybe for that. next season. Maybe next. Maybe but. when we see more, like yeah, like now he's like he's we really no longer an lot. enemy. Well, huh? we saw it. We really didn't see a lot of him, and yeah. what we did yeah. see of him was through Jude's like perspective. So it is. It is kind of difficult. I like. I kind of see the. The, I'm kind of, like I said, holding out because I feel like there's more to the story that we're going to find or that he's just going to like, I guess I want to see the good in him, good in him. Yeah. And I kind of want the assholery to like work fairies, in our favor. <laughs> what? You shouldn't do that with fairies though. That's why also right. why I'm skeptical because I'm like, the second I start liking you too much, you're going to do something terrible. But see, he's already done something terrible, right? Yeah, and I know that's why I don't trust him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm also um, very firmly going based on like current, like just what we've currently read. I do, I do anticipate him improving yeah, yeah. as a character, and I'm really excited to see that. So, yeah, we really didn't get a lot of him. I think out of all of the all three of them, he's like the mm-hmm. le- the most mysterious, the one we don't know the mo- enough about. Um, yeah, like I I agree though. Like Nyctos is very much. Like you, you kind of think back on him as being this almost 
simple, predictable, like romance male, mm-hmm. but he's actually really complicated. He and is. I kind of love that. Yeah. And I, <laughs> we don't need to go into why, but like, I, think I mean, we will when we hit our close encounters <laughs> category. Counters. Because that is what I'm thinking about right now. Because I, I firmly, firmly agree. But I think our close encounters discussion will shed a little bit more light on that. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so now do we want to jump into the women? The women. women. Okay, so who do we have? I'll go through the, all the women this time. So we have King of Scars, which is Zoya. Mm-hmm. Do we need to mention Nina and Han or no? They, are they more side? Let's, are they let's side? put them inside. Okay. Yeah, because um, I feel like the main plot is still that Zoya yeah, and Nikolai. Yeah. Um, Shadow and the Ember. <laughs> Seraphina. <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> oh, yeah, she was cool. All right, mm-hmm. and then Jude. Mm, okay. Ooh. Yep. Ooh. All right, I'll this go first. They're all so strong. Yeah, please go first. <laughs> okay, so Jude. Top. I, yeah, I just fucking okay. left her. Not nice. and, okay. and and I I I don't want it to seem like oh, because it's like the, the latest one I read, but like definitely she was just so different from other MCs that mm-hmm. I just gravitated towards her gravitate towards her more um sarah has like a lot going for her as well for me i guess i felt like jude was a little bit more unique Mm -hmm. and more like distinct um distinct distinguishable yeah of an independent like woman um and then zoya definitely had a lot of uh i'm not really ranking am i i'm just kind of talking through them that's talk, fair. Talk through, through it. Talk through it. Um, yeah, talk through it. Yeah. yeah, Zoya is definitely interesting, um, but she's so <laughs> she's one of those people. If she was like a real person, that I would not be able to stand. Yeah, she just drives me nuts. Yeah, the fact that we get to like read behind like what's going on and stuff she becomes like yeah yeah, she becomes bearable but I just would I would just be like I'm out like (laughs) if she were ever in the room I'd be like can't she's so annoying yeah yeah okay so Uh, so I would rank them yeah like that I think Jude Jude Sarah and Zoya Zoya. okay who you make some valid points on all of them my first one is Zoya Mm-hmm. Which I think we could expect. Mm-hmm. I I really enjoyed Zoya because she kind of had this like former gifted kid trying to figure it out kind of shit. Mm. Um, I really liked that her storyline in this duology is that she's kind of trying to figure out who she is without the Darkling in this new way. Mm-hmm. Um. And not just, like, her personally, but where she stands within their kingdom. hmm And so I loved, I loved, loved, loved when she was learning from the saints. And he was like, stop thinking so small. You're limiting yourself by thinking mm-hmm. by, like, their dogma. 
think outside of that and you'll be more powerful than you know. And I love that she gets that whole, that whole thing. Yeah. It felt very like liberating. Yeah. Cause like, I'm one of those classic, um, it's such like a meme on the internet now, but like where, when I was younger, I was considered like a gifted kid. Mm-hmm. And then like, as I got older, that got, I got so bogged down by that, mm-hmm. that like when we met in, uh, the masters I mean it was pretty much breaking me by that point and so I loved seeing her break through that yeah um my second would be Jude Mm -hmm. and before I even explain the why I would like to again reiterate that I loved all of these women yeah absolutely love them so this isn't that like I didn't like Sarah this is just like Sarah is just slightly below just like by a fraction what I loved about Jude is the line where she's like I'm not going to be as good as them. I'm going to be worse. Yeah. I love that so much. She just like embraces <laughs> that chaos because yeah. that's what she lives in. I love, 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 love that. I'm very, in case it wasn't clear if you've listened to the other episodes and everything, or if you haven't listened, I'm very like pro feminine anger. I'm mm-hmm. very pro like hating rage and pain yeah. and like yeah. getting like, getting to experience those kinds of things in books and so I love that Jude is like actually fuck all of you yeah and watch me yeah oh I love that so much because we don't get to do that a lot in our everyday lives like if you do you kind of need to seek help if that's what you're going around and doing yeah but I am also like at the Mm -hmm. same time very pro like kindness and love I don't think these things are like exclusive they're not mutually exclusive but like you you got to give space for both of them. Yeah. I think um, it's nice to be able to read someone doing it. Yes. And you yes. get to kind of have that release. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so then the only reason I'm putting Sarah at the bottom is because something out of her control, but it's because she was like meant to assassinate Nyctos. I think she still needs <laughs> to be punished for that. And if he has to do the punishing, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. As I'll long as we get to I'll read it. read that. That's fine. We'll yeah. read it. We'll yeah. read him punishing her. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> our voices shake. Um, <laughs> Quivering. Yeah. I, that, oh, sorry. That's, that's interesting because I like, I like what you said about, you know, that's, those are the characters that you gravitate towards, which is like the anger and like the, the retribution, right? Like, yes. Yeah. Um, that's really important to you. I've noticed is like yeah. retribution. And I don't like, I, I enjoy like when you get female villains, you get like revenge. That's, that's fun. But there's something genuinely so satisfying about retribution. Like that there is a distinct mm-hmm. difference between like retribution and revenge. Yes. Retribution is so nice. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, Cause I, I'm always, I'm kind of interested in like what kind of characters like I. You, you like the ones who like seek their personal power so like jude like builds build up yeah yes yeah like jude's whole thing is that she's like showing that she's worth it Mm -hmm. but not by like not necessarily by their standards like she's using their own system against them kind of thing like she is earning her place above them but she still defines it which i like i i like jude too because i I like that she is descending Mm -hmm. and I think kind of in a different 
way than kind of what you said would which was like oh kind of to like get back or like whatever I just like that she's just she doesn't like I like the part of her descending that is just shameless and it's just become like she's just defining who she is through it like that's what I love that's what I love like and I like um this need to break what other people's idea of what is good or what is yeah. ambitious or what is successful. And it's just, well, I also I need <laughs> one thing that I've thought about Jude before, because one of her big kind of recurring internal thoughts throughout the cruel prince is about whether or not she's still like human in the internal sense. Mm-hmm. And so I like that we get to see her, like her dissension is very much rooted in this accepting of fairy and like the the invisible rejection of like human morality mm-hmm. like the humanness she constantly has those lines where she's like i would never fit in the real world in the human world now mm-hmm. i could i can't go back and so i do like i agree with you like i love that we get to see her not bogged down by the human sense of right or wrong mm mm-hmm. Because it is also, like, so, it's such, like, a gray concept. And so that's another thing that I think Holly Black does really well by using, like, fairy lore and fairy myth and, like, legend and everything. Because it's this very explicitly amoral Mm -hmm. myth, amoral kind of, like, fantasy that she gets to explore that in. Yeah, this is this is the part of fantasy that I just love. Yeah. Where we get to step outside of like m- moral norms mm-hmm. and like explore a different code. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Like that's what fantasy is about. Yeah. Is like exploring the new. So yeah. I I love that she she's done it the way that she has. Yeah. Yeah. In case anyone needed a reminder that we are much more into the cruel prince than we ever anticipated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, real quick real quick going back to like the characters that you wish or that you wonder you gravitate towards you also really enjoyed Nina Mm -hmm. Nina and Han and Mm -hmm. I I think that is like a pairing that really exemplifies that kind of quest for like personal freedom outside Mm -hmm. of like the system so I think that's what you you go for freedom (laughs) yeah Thank you. Yeah, I, love like, it. I love it when people tell me things about myself. <laughs> yeah, same. Feel free to always tell me things about myself. Only good things. I do same. not take constructive criticism. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will cry. I will cry. Okay. Okay. So now do we want to do we've all been waiting for? Yes. Close encounters. Quick. Quick. Wait, what? Quick. Sorry. Yes. Do we want to do like uh what do we want to do the announcement at all? Ooh, halfway through quick announcement and this is at the moment just a podcast exclusive podcast exclusive we are going to be doing a giveaway on our instagram yes we're going to be announcing it later this week so this episode is coming out on january 17th later this week we'll be announcing it on our instagram And we will be pulling a winner for the giveaway on January 24th. The reason we're announcing it early here 
is because you guys have the possibility of getting an extra exclusive entry into the giveaway. So what you'll have the opportunity of winning is a hardcover version of Jennifer Armentrout's latest publication, A Shadow in the Ember. Yes. Our favorite book from the season. Yes. Our favorite book. Our favorite Nyctos. Yes. Our well, favorite book. Our favorite daddy. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is a quote from the book. They call him Daddy Nyctos. So that wasn't me. Yeah, that was, that was the other guy. Yeah. Um, so all you have to do to get this extra entry is email us to this email and tell us who your favorite love interest from a YA book is. Or I guess yes. just any book. It doesn't have to be YA. Your favorite love interest from a book. Yes. Email us. us. Email us at info.inbedwithbooks at gmail.com. Your favorite YA, any book, love interest. And you will enter... An exclusive entry. Yeah. Yes. So in the email, make sure to answer that question. In the subject line, put giveaway entry, something like that. And include like an Instagram handle or something. Yeah, we'll tag you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll tag you. And because technically the giveaway is going to be happening on Instagram, it'll just make it a little bit easier for us to manage who's sent in what. Yes. So make sure to include an Instagram handle if you have it. If you don't, that's totally fine. Just also let us know that. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. Exciting. Good luck. What's our, good luck. What's our next (sighs) top, Melissa? What is it? What is it? It is sexual encounters of the third mind. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Not all the books this season have sex scenes in fact only a shadow in the ember has sex scenes yeah so we went with close encounters because the other ones uh king of scars and roll of wolves which we have actually said this before is very like gothic very very 18th century style kind of like interactions and um vibes (laughs) yeah it's it's a lot of like hands touching and like long gazes and literally like reading poetry to each other so we want to make sure to include those because those are very much like the like the sexual content for right. those books and, and the cruel prince didn't have any sex so had some making out which was fun yeah. close encounters but close encounters yes so. all right i will let you start okay so do we, we want to go, go back through the scenes yeah yeah that's yeah. true um, do we want to go like go through all the scenes? Well, it's kind of what we did last time, I feel like. Yeah. So King of Scars. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. We've got there is like I'm gonna kind of lump King of Scars and Roll of Wolves together because we read them so yeah. long ago that I can't really see the line in my head. The scene where Zoya is strapping in Nikolai. Cause he's like, he's got the beast inside of him. They have to like chain him up mm-hmm. in bed so he can sleep because stop making that face. <laughs> stop. It's not even necessarily the chains that are doing it for me. It's that like in the scene, I can't remember what order this is in, but in the scene, one of them is thinking about like how much they care about the other one. Mm-hmm. 
I think it's like the scene when it happens is actually Zoya's point of view. Mm-hmm. And then we hear about it again later because Nikolai is also talking about how he cares about her, thinking about how he cares about her, but then also thinking about how much he wanted to ask her to stay. Yeah. So that's why I would include that one in a close encounter. I will also include the scene. I think it was the second book or maybe it was the end of the first. I can't remember when Zoya takes off and shows her back. Yes. And it's Nikolai's um, point of view. Mm-hmm. And he's just like struck, you know? Yeah. So sweet. Yeah. Very That's intimate a good one. moment. It's like, and then like, yeah. there's like a fire going. It's like very. Yeah. Very good scene. Mm-hmm. Um, then we've got from, I think this one. Yeah. This one is from the second one where they're coming back from getting all of that. I think it was like iron or something. Mm-hmm. And they're at the, the hull of the ship and he just asks her to marry him because they didn't get enough of what they needed. And he's like, this is the end. I'm going to ask her to marry me. And she's very much like, shut up. Stop. Oh yeah. The one where they're on, they're on the ground and they're laying next to each other. They're in and the ship, like, but they're laying down. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, it's like super casual and like, they're just like bantering like they do. Mm-hmm. And then he's just like, you should marry me. So yes. Sweet. Yes, and she's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's cute. And then when he follows her out to her secret garden, mm-hmm. where she plants a plant for everyone that they lose. Mm-hmm. Because he holds her. Yes. Yeah. There's a, there's an embrace. There's clear. It gets pretty, pretty, pretty raunchy. Pretty close encounter. If you ask yeah, me. it's pretty explicit. <laughs> it's like a full hug. <laughs> um more than the fingertips ladies ooh, <laughs> ooh, leave room for jesus <laughs> yeah. and then, oh there's one more oh <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry after he surprises her by announcing her as his successor and then kind of like abdicates mm-hmm. they're alone in that in that room and he kneels in front of her. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a marriage proposal or anything. It's just they're just talking. And his response is just to kneel in front of her to have a conversation. Yeah. Which is like, what a simp. What a simp. Ooh. <laughs> Gosh. Okay. So those are from the first series. Yes. The second series, the next series would be A Shadow in the Ember. <laughs> <laughs> Contain yourself, woman. <laughs> um, okay. So there's the forest scene where he like fingers her. <laughs> you mean where she fucks his hand? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next to the lake. And then there there's is go ahead. the first makeout scene. If we're including close encounters. Oh yeah. God, so Armin Trout's really good about this. Just getting right to the steam. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Where it's like, why is this strange man just holding me against the wall? And I'm not complaining. Like, we're not complaining about it, but like we don't, we also don't understand why it's happening. But, she but we're does like a really good job of it not feeling like out of place. Yeah. I feel like her justifications are usually really, really good. 
I, I agree. I do think though, there is like a, a level of this is a romance book. Like, we oh just yeah, kind of yeah, have yeah to, no, for sure. We just kind of have to roll with it and we're here. 100%. I, <laughs> we know like, what we're getting into. <laughs> I've just read some romance this year where like the scenes feel so forced mm-hmm. that like, like the justifications are so off that you're like, yeah, it doesn't help. It doesn't feel forced. Yeah, it yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, she's very good at that. She's very good at that. So there's that. Which one. just helps with the whole experience. I feel mm-hmm, like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we've got the makeout scene, the lake fingering scene. Mm-hmm. We've got the bathroom scene where he dries her off. Oh God! No, he washes oh, her hair. Well, yeah, and then afterwards and then he, he dries her yeah, off. And he's, oh, he's like yeah. being all careful. He's like going between her legs, and she's like, "We're gonna have sex," and then he's just like deuces and like leaves. That one left me with blue balls, so I can't imagine how, like, this fictional character must have been feeling. I forgot about the bathroom scene. And then, okay. And then there's the one where he... There is a small encounter that needs to be addressed, which is the one where they're, like, walking in the hall, and he, like, puts her against the wall, says something along the lines, like, when I fuck you it's not going to be nice kind of thing, which is so exciting because this is why, because we've only seen nice. Yes. Yes. And so we're like, Ooh, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, um, the next one though is I just had to mention that because that was, very it's important. a good one. It's, mm-hmm. it's like the chains with Nikolai and Zoya where it's yeah. like technically not sexual, but it's anticipation. But like, it's oh, it's the buildup. It's the yep. buildup. It's it's yep. one of those things very much leading up to that. Yes. So the next one is he's in her room. She's on the bed where he fingers her and tells her to sit still. And then she does. And he, she, he goes, that's it. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> Um, the buildup for this couple is so slow, especially because mm-hmm. like they they go kind of like from zero to a hundred, or like maybe like zero to like ninety, and then they bring it all back because suddenly their relationship has changed because he's had to go claim her as his consort, and so they kind of start at zero again, but even further back because they aren't kissing yet. It's just like pushing up against the wall. It's washing her hair and drying her off and then like just barely like raising her kinds of things like yeah not explicit but still like intimate yeah and so you know what's possible between them and so then anytime like even these smaller encounters are happening the anticipation is so high yeah oh yeah, because you're like, you don't know what's going to happen because you don't really know where everyone stands. Yeah. Um, so the next one would be his blowjob. Yeah. You, you really liked that one. I did. Like it that was one, a good yeah. one. It was a good one. It was. In terms of blowjob scenes, that one was thumbs up. <laughs> Two thumbs up for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then the the, the sex scene. scene the, the scene. scene the scene which is in two rooms it's in the bathroom and then it's in the bed his room his yeah it's in his suite yeah yes yeah that's a good one more blood sex 
Yeah. It's um yes, because he yes, blood sex. He bites her because he needs it. I I just had and a then moment. He just bites I just her to show dominance. Yeah. Or yes. Or like yep. skates her neck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The way that it's described is very animal. Yes. It's like he's fucking her from behind. And then he's like, he's got his teeth. He's biting her, but his teeth aren't in her. He's yeah. just biting her to hold her still. Yeah. Which is like a, it's a pretty. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty animal thing to be doing. Your eyes almost popped watched, out of like, your face. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you've ever watched like Animal Planet. That's what like lions do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's all i'm saying <laughs> i think we know which one's my top scene yeah from this season yeah just saying <laughs> <laughs> put my bangs back yes. okay okay so your top one is okay but specify the moment because there's a lot of sex in that sex scene so just like it's it's the moment. the moment that she's getting fucked from behind and he's biting her neck without biting her fully. Yeah. Okay. Can I tell you the, the, the line that got it for me? Yes, please do. Um, it's what it's like a, she described it. Okay. He comes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And it was a horse like yell. Or something like that. Like it was like a H O A R S. I was like, I don't remember him neighing. Like, I mean, <laughs> animal, right? No, um, yeah. the I don't know the description of his like the like sounds that he made. Like, yeah, is was like did it for me. I was like, fuck, and then I had to like go reread it. <laughs> how we got there again, like. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah, I liked it when she she bit his thumb, mm-hmm. and then he just got like way. It just reached it just like a new level. For him. Yeah, new level, yeah. Like. He was like, I didn't know I liked that. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. I do really like the way the scene started too, because she just like drops her robe and she's like, "You told me you were gonna fuck me." Yeah, you promised. Baller move. Yeah. We love we love a girl who goes for what she wants. Yeah, exactly. So that is my top. Real quick, so Cruel Prince, the only close encounter that I would argue we really get, because a lot of it is the bullying between them at first, is the kiss yes. in the office. Mm-hmm. I do anticipate that in the next book we'll get more like intimate close encounters like we did with like Rule of Wolves. Mm-hmm. But the reason Rule of Wolves works is because or like the King of Scars duology is because we're coming in when they've already established a relationship. We need to see Jude and Carden establish that a little bit more. I do want to give it an honorable mention though. It's not in my top, but I want to give it an honorable mention because her upon finding out that like Carden just can't stop thinking about her. She's just like, fuck it. And she kisses him. Yeah. I love that. I think it's the cutest thing. Yeah. I, I feel like she fell pretty quickly. Yeah. Like, which I was excited about. I think what I really like about Jude and Carden, I have really high hopes for them. I have 
a strong feeling they're going to be one of my favorite couples, but we'll see. Because I do think there's something like, there's definitely like reading between the lines, like on their relationship. Like you can definitely Mm -hmm. see like a really fun, intense dynamic, like establishing coming out of like the abuse and the. Yeah. For both of um, them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. So because they're both in shitty situations. Yeah. Like she comes from like a lower place. He comes from like a high, higher expectation place. And like they're mm-hmm. meeting in the middle and like trying to like forge. They've both so. got like, they both have to prove something to themselves, mm-hmm. which I like because they are also both strong. Yeah. And so yeah. we get to see them kind of shape that together. Yeah. And I like... I really like that it's called the cruel prince and the wicked king because it's not going to be an easy road. Yeah. And I kind of like that. I like that there's going to be a lot of grit. Like I need grit. Like I can't, we can't just have honey and sunshine rainbows. Like, you know? Yeah. So honorable mention for that because we also have high hopes for where their encounters are going to be headed. Yes. So then I think my second is the blowjob scene. Mm-hmm. Definitely the blowjob scene. Because that was around the time, too, that she was kind of realizing, at least in her language, not quite like consciously realizing that she felt more for him. Like, by that mm-hmm. point is when she's yeah. like, why does he have to be so good? Like, how am I supposed to do this? He's such a great person. This mm-hmm. is, like, a terrible situation. Why am I here? And so her response is like, you know what I can do to, like, mm-hmm. ease my own conscience? Suck his dick. So something we haven't mentioned yet is that she's experienced and he's not. Yes. Yes. Which makes this dynamic so much more rich. Like, Yes. So by her giving him a blowjob, it's not... It's, it's like he you're it's, experiencing it with him like yeah he's having his first like yeah job and that's like super fun and exciting like it's kind of like it's void of some of the power dynamic that happens when you have like a non-reciprocated blowjob like that mm-hmm. not that i think that like every sexual encounter has to be completely yeah. reciprocated 50 50 but that like when you're first starting out like you kind of do want to do that yeah like with a partner because you're trying to navigate new waters if you start yeah. out unbalanced like that then there's like no reason for things to progress in a healthy way yeah so having him be less experienced i feel like does kind of flip that mm-hmm. that expectation of power within the relationship because it's not just like her submitting to him at this point Mm -hmm. it's her like offering something to him Mm -hmm. and i and i do think by him giving so much you know his hand yeah yeah like a a new life saving her from yeah exactly yeah it it almost feels like gross that like you know you kind of i don't know what am i trying to say what feels gross i'm i'm saying like it just feels like not it it feels out of balance it doesn't feel oh yeah yeah like where do i stand in this relationship i'm just gonna be this like vessel that like takes you know like 
as Sarah, like I would want, I would want to feel like, oh, like I can contribute. Especially that, cause that is like a big problem she has too, is where she's like, what do I do now? Like, where do I go? She just like, she'll try to like yeah. talk to the others and they're like, I'll follow you. You can't go yeah. here. You can't go here. You're just you the consort. Here. Yeah. You know? It's not that they think down, but because she's human. Yeah. Because she's exactly. human, that makes like a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. And she I has think to be babysat. Part of the role of consort has implications, right? Like she's supposed yeah. to be the one that's pleasuring him. And yeah. I love that that's like not something she starts off doing at all. And mm-hmm. she kind of has to like build herself up to, which is yeah, good. Agreed. Especially because in their previous encounters that were more explicit, it was very much just trying to please her. It's like the lake scene. Mm-hmm. Nothing even happened to him. He well, just she tried to her. too. Exactly. Yeah. She, she tried. And he, he was very much like, keep those over there. Thank you. Yeah. Like, not yeah. about it. Yeah. He, um, he has his own intimacy issues, which is weird. interesting. It's interesting to see. So you have, okay, real quick. There's this dichotomy between Castile and Poppy. And them. Where, and them, which is with Castile, with Poppy, the intimacy is sex. Yeah. With Nyctos, the intimacy is trust yeah it's not sex which I think is so refreshing because I think we need to remember (laughs) that sex is not always intimacy for everyone or trust for everyone you know agreed agreed and like for Poppy it makes sense because her abuse like the emotional and mental abuse that she went through was very much tied to her body yes the inability to talk or touch to people the like the literal fig uh, like physical abuse she went through from like the the asshole lord that was her like not father figure but the duke or whatever jailer yeah the duke and so like castile helping her with that is very much like her connecting to her own body she doesn't even know like her powers really yeah because they forced her to keep that inside and so i love that for her Mm -hmm. would not make sense for Nikdos and Sarah for Nikdos and Sarah that earning of trust for both of them too mm-hmm. I, I would argue and not that you're not saying this but like that the sex as intimacy for Castile is just as important as Poppy because mm-hmm. Castile is like physically abused as well sexually mm-hmm. even abused and then for like Nikdos and Sarah they both have to earn that trust they both have to learn how to trust as well mm-hmm. well what I'm like starting to realize too is kind of just talk about a bit about Poppy and Castile is that they both experienced physical sexual trauma um, on different sides. Poppy being that she, which is a very um, like traditionally female way of being abused, which is you don't get to desire. You don't get to own your body. Um, You have all of these expectations about what your body does, what you do, how you act. Um, that, that influences her sexuality. Then you have Castile, who's like, it comes from like a more male. Yes, he was used, but, and I, we don't really know, we don't really get to see the inside of that, of his like abuse, but it seems that the way that it is expressed with Poppy is that he just needs to, that's how he expresses himself is through sex. Whereas she's like kind of the more like timid, 
idea of it. Um, and so it's, it's an interesting way where Castile uses sex, not as like necessarily intimacy, right? Because as affection Mm -hmm. and it, and Poppy kind of shows him that it can be in like, that's how you get close to her because she doesn't do it without intimacy because that's, Mm -hmm. she's been, you know, shown, Oh, this is my, my pure cherry, right? Like, (laughs) well, like every inch of hers had to be hidden. Exactly. That it's like, it's an incredibly intimate encounter for someone to like every time they touch from the very beginning. Yeah. No, agreed. Agreed. He's kind of like, he's learning that he can do it that way again. Yeah. So that, so then by being with her, he's realizing, oh, that, that can, it can be like this intimate trust thing. And I think that happened. That was the cave scene. Yep. Right. Yes. After Castile fucked. fucked. (laughs) Yes. Yes. We will always go back to the cave scene. Italics. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a, uh uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. My third scene is the secret garden scene in mm-hmm. Rule of Wolves. Yeah. Because it was just like a very quiet, intimate moment for the both of them. They didn't have anyone around. Because like in the other scenes, when they're in like the castle or they're in a carriage together or they're like in his bedroom or something, like they have the like the walls are literally like the presence of the kingdom that's like keeping them apart. Mm-hmm. Whereas when they go to the secret garden, it doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. It feels like this own separate place. And so they get, they can just hold each other. Yeah, that's cool. It was really, yeah, it was a really sweet moment between them. Yeah. I think that was like the turning point in their relationship. Yeah. I, okay, real quick, I'll just say mine. Yes. We've kind of already talked about them, but I'll rank them. Yeah. Number one. <laughs> the horse. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, the sound that he made when he came. Sound. Yep. And then that's it. I love that because he later says that about his horse. And I'm still into it. I'm like still okay. That's with that. why when you said he made a horse yeah. noise, I was like, what? It's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna bother me. Can I just Yeah, go for it. I have it bookmarked. Good. A horse shout. Read the full sentence. I want the full sentence. Yeah, I know. I mean, if you have to read the whole the whole paragraph, paragraph. I won't read the whole scene because we'll be here all night. Yes. Then he took me. He claimed me in a way I hadn't known I wanted to be claimed. His body pounded into me, frenzied and raw. Release hit me, sending wave after wave of pulsing and spiraling pleasure through me. I cried out as my head kicked back against his shoulder. His hand finally shifted then, thrusting the mess of curls out of my face as I shook and spasmed. He followed me over the edge with a hoarse shout. His incredibly large body shuddered all around me. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I feel like we might have to cut that. Is that, like, legal to have? We don't have to. Sh- we don't. We don't have. To. I think we should. Okay. Yeah, I think okay. we definitely should. We should be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> that is. That's a. That's a good one. It that's was the one. horse shout. The is horse it, shout. Like, I can hear it, and that just told me everything I needed to know. 
So that's like number visual, one. <laughs> I like the visual also of him like moving her hair. That's always yeah. great during sex. It's when a yeah. guy moves your hair. Yes. Or a girl moves your hair. Yes. That's my number one. My number two yes. is that's it. My yeah. number three, what sticks out to me is it's not Jude and Cardin's kiss, but it's when she's watching his hands trace the map. <laughs> I was like, because me and my map obsession, if you didn't know, I'm like, oh, it's not even God. his hands. It's the map. It's, it's, it's the map, the map yeah. with hands on it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good scene too. Or a good, I guess a good shot, a good snippet. I, I like it because she, it's almost like this reluctant reluctance she has. Yeah. To liking it. Is that the scene too, where she's like the problem with kissing somebody is now every time you're mm-hmm. together. You just want, you're just waiting until you kiss. And that's what I also, I loved. Yes. Because it yes. felt very like that teenager feeling of like, oh, when's yes. it going to happen? You also, you know, like in a movie when like someone is staring at like a body part, like a hand or like a muscle or a chest. And then they look up at the face and the person is looking at them. <laughs> That's what that scene felt like as well. Or she's just like, she's checking out his hands and then she's going to look up and they're going to make eye contact. And she's got to like, what a nice wall. Yeah. What a what a great ceiling. Yeah. That's a wasn't looking at anything else. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. That's what it feels like. That kind of cute, awkward, mm-hmm. realistic stuff. Yeah. I, I dig it. Yeah. Shall we move on to side characters? Yes. This season had a plethora of yes. side characters. Really good side characters. Yes. 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 I'm going to write some down while we're going. Okay. Start with the first series. We've got so, Nina and Hannah. Yeah. Oh, um, what's her name? The um okay. Um uh Shadow <laughs> Shadow yeah. and the Ember. Um it starts with an E. Uh Sarah's sisterish half sister. Yes. Is it is it also no. Is it also Taryn? Taryn, that sounds right. What else? Yeah, is but that Taryn? was the one from the cool prince. Esmeria. Oh. I think they called her Ez. Oh, weird. Okay. I'm going to throw in Juris and Grigory. Nice. I like that. Okay. Because I was like, do they, what do they fit under? They're side characters, even though they're saints. Yeah. Because I thought they were really cool. Agreed. Esmira. (laughs) Yeah. I don't remember that at all. Me either. Let me pull up the page and see if like there's a nickname that we... Oh, it's not even a page for her. Because she was nice. She had the little gal pal. Yeah. Um, we had plenty of lesbians this time. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciated that. Fucking fell in love with Nita and Hana, though. I know. I know. You really loved them. Really into them. Yeah. They had a really sweet relationship. That was another encounter we could have included was when they woke up together naked. Yes. And, and her mom found her. I think we do get like the kiss. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like cut to the next scene. And yeah. it's like, we woke up. I think I said this during the episode too, but I'm going to say it again. I love that even though Hannah's mom walks in on them, the only thing, the only thing that she mm-hmm. has to say to, to Nina is it's not unheard of. Yeah. You just got to be discreet. Yeah. Yep. 
so good. Is there any other okay. side? Oh, wait, there's, oh, oh, um, Nectus, the dragon Nectus, guy. Yes. Yeah, Nectus. I loved him. And, uh, there was some other gals. I don't remember like the servants and stuff that were kind of nice. Um, but also Nectus's daughter. Jadis. The only other one that I would say from that one from Shadow and the Ember would be Io, who is the like the lady's maid goddess, oh, future yeah. goddess of love. The one that like first like makes her feel yeah. comfortable. Yeah, that's kind of who I was talking about. Like there's that other gal. <laughs> and she was the one that was like, what's he gonna do? Like, yeah, what's like, Nikdos gonna do to us? Exactly. Like, she was the one that seemed to have like power that you didn't realize. Yes, a little bit. Yeah, standing or whatever. Yeah, like like household power. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna guess that she's the one who's kept the household together because Nikdos is kind of like disorganized. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's good in terms of like really prominent secondary characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, we need one from Cruel Prince. Oh, yeah. Taryn would be one. I like Vivi. Vivi. Yes. I would say that the ones that are with Cardin are technically villains. Yeah. So we can include them in the villain. Yeah. Yeah. Category when we do that one. Yes. Okay. So from this list, who are your top three? I really like Nina and Han. Are they your top one or your top one and two? My top one. They are okay. one. Yes. Um, I also like, God, it's hard. They're just all good. Yeah. I have, yeah. do I have to choose? Um, yes, you do. If you don't, one of them's going to die. <laughs> are you trying to kill me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. I will say, Joris and Gregory can be number three, but I, okay. but, but this is a high three because I really, yeah. so I really enjoyed Nina and Han. Um, Nectus and Jadis, I really like their role. I think Nectus has like a, and I've kind of mentioned this before, like, I just think because they're, they're going to continue to be side characters. Yeah. Whereas like Joris and Gregory, like we don't know like what they're doing now. So that they're free from their earthly bonds, I guess. True. Yeah. Um, Nectus and Legatus, like they I'm kind of interested to see how like Draken's whatever is it Draken? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, kind of learn more about them since they seem to be able to shift. Um yeah. but I love how like Nectus is like just very aware of like everyone's bodily needs and like can smell things and stuff. I just he's think a, it's so cute. He's a very <laughs> I uh, smell rot. <laughs> I yeah. smell infection. Gross. I can smell arousal. <laughs> yeah. He's a very like grounded presence. Mm-hmm. I really like that about him. Yeah. So yeah. um let's see here. I'm gonna say my top is actually Io. Mm-hmm. Because, like, she comes, like you said, like, she comes in there and she's the first one to make Sarah feel like she's at home. 
She tries to get her clothes. She tries to make sure that she's like fed and bathed. Not that like Sarah's not an adult and she can't do those things for herself. She very much can. Mm -hmm. But Io recognizes that this is like a full ass castle full of people that she does not know. Mm -hmm. And so she may not know who to ask to like get bath water. She may not know who to ask to like run out and get new dresses. So Io just comes in there and she's like helping her out from the get go. She's very, very hospitable. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, and also stands up like, yeah, there's there's moments where she's just like, no, we're doing mm-hmm. this, you know, like, yeah. and you're just like, oh, OK, like so she kind of takes charge. She mm-hmm. knows she has the power. She has like that seniority. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So she's my top. Mm-hmm. And then Juris and uh, Grigori, Grigori, because. Yeah, they deserve. So I'll let better. you have that. I'll let you have that. One, yeah, like. Good. Juris yeah. is fantastic. He's a great teacher for for Zoya. And then uh, Grigory is just, he's a gentle soul. And as much as, like, it's sad that their lives had to end the way that they did, you also know that, like, their fight is over. Like, this is mm-hmm. kind of bittersweet. Yeah. Solemn, almost, that you don't really feel bad, but you feel sadness, grief. Yeah. Yeah. You feel grief. Wow. Yeah. So profound. But yes. <laughs> like an accepted grief. Um and then my last is Nina and Han. Yeah. They were just so fu- they were just fun. They were just yes, no, such a nice balance. Something they were, yes. Another like uh storyline. Yeah. Yeah. To follow. The the fact that like Nina was able to work through her her pain with Matthias from the original or from a uh, six of crows is great. And the fact that she helped Hannah get to live the life that she wanted is also fantastic. So I, I love mm-hmm. them. I love their storyline. Another yeah. one that like ended on a high note, even though it's kind of sad because they don't know if they'll ever see Nina again, but yeah, it's the future she wants. Yeah. I also love the line that Zoya has about like how Nina just can't keep her hands off of the feared and men. <laughs> so yeah, I that was funny, which is it's true. Yeah. Okay. I am going to put in a request that instead of villains, we do our top dads. Yes, I agree. I was thinking the same thing. Okay. Okay. So I've started with the list of three. <laughs> Feel free to add any more that you'd like. What? I just love that dads is a category for us. I think it'd be it would dishonest with myself if we didn't include it. (laughs) So Doris. We can I think it's just got one from each, one main one from each, but again, I'm happy to add more to this list. So yes, Juris, Nectus, and Madoc. Not Nick not Nictus. He's a he's a main character. He's a main I love know. interest. So I know. I just hope just hoping. What That's was it? Juris, uh Nectus and Maddox. Oh yeah, Maddox. You like Maddox. I do like Maddox. I like okay. Nectus. Mm-hmm. Juris Maddox. Juris Maddox Nectus. You like so that's you, my order. You, you really like the severe. I do. I like the severe, but like still caring. 
you like the severe with good um not morals um conviction yeah yeah purpose yeah i think the only like i love all three of them the only mm. reason nectus is like a little bit lower than the other two is because other than seeing him fight we haven't seen him we like action action wise mm-hmm. yeah yeah he's not necessarily like a player yet mm-hmm. he's a presence a very so, comforting presence but yeah so i i chose him first right yeah <laughs> i can't remember yeah <laughs> I like the private. Yeah. And he's there in the room mm-hmm. licking wounds and making sure people eat and yeah. telling them they smell like cum. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, sorry, that was gross. You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. So, I mean, you know, he's looking out for everyone. I like, yeah. I like that. He's like the okay. Nelly. I was going to say that. I really do like that. I, I, I realize I'm very much like a, a, a private in our like public private kind of, yeah. um, connotation of like, uh, the domestic or just like so- someone who's like really close. I like that mm-hmm. jurist because he's just like really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. doesn't really waste a second. He's just like you, I'm training you. Now. Yeah, he's like he's patient and he pushes you where you need to be pushed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he knows too. He's like, stop thinking small. Yeah, you are not small. Stop thinking small. Even though, yeah. other than like, I guess the fate of those two being the ones to show up to mm-hmm. their like time prison, there's no reason for him to think that of her. He just knows. Mm-hmm. He can just feel it, and I love that about yeah. him. Yeah intuitive yes yeah and then i love that maddox just raised these two human girls out of duty duty but he still actually cares about them after killing their parents yeah yeah after killing their parents but there is that line and i love this line when taryn is asking if she can still marry what's his face lock lock yeah and he's like, yeah, but I think he, both of you are too good for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is a lot coming from a fairy to two humans. Yeah. Is it clear? So. Is it clear why he killed their parents? Betrayal, Vivian, I think. Vivian was his. Yeah. To just kill him? So she was pregnant with Vivian when she left. She faked her death mm-hmm. and then started a new life. I think it was just betrayal, anger. Right. And then, of course, like, if we were to step into his shoes for a second, let's imagine that you have been searching for your ex-wife who you did not think was your ex-wife, but your dead wife. And then you show up and she's made a life with this other former servant. Yeah. And your your nature is to kill. So now you've done your nature and then you look over and there is a 12-year-old and two eight-year-olds. Yeah. Like, at... After, like, the smoke, after the haze is gone, you're probably going to look at those kids and then be like, oh, fuck. Like, what did I just do? Yeah. And then he, like, didn't use compulsion on them. Yeah. He let them cry out their cries. He never really treated them terribly. Yeah. I Well, I really enjoy him for that reason. Mm-hmm. And red cap, so he's a red cap kind of fairy. They are known within, like, lore for being violent. 
Mm-hmm. They're not the kind of, not that you want to stumble upon any. Well, then any... he's the general, so it makes yes, sense. Yes, exactly. Like, it's not that you want to really stumble upon any fairies, typically, yeah. but red caps are particularly violent. Mm-hmm. And so that's also just, like, true to his nature. So, like, you've got his nature, which is violence, versus his person, which is... Right, like, his... his natural inclination as a red cap to be violent does not mean he can't then also be like a caring father caring yes yeah yeah and they really so holly black really frames it odd as well because you get a lot of instances where he the life he's built around himself is very much like a protective force Mm -hmm. so he's protecting the girls he's protecting his wife Mm-hmm. who was a former lover of the, the dead king. Mm-hmm. He's protecting Oak, who is like the bastard child of the former king. Mm-hmm. And so he's built this kind of like hodgepodge family around himself, just making sure that people are protected from like the violence that that court is known to do. Mm-hmm. And I love that about he's him like, as well. He's like, oh, people can only suffer under my violence. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is also, like, another red cap thing where it's, like, it doesn't feel as good for him when it's not, like, inflicted by him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He can't see the justification, I would say. Yeah. Which would be an interesting kind of, I don't want to say case study, but I guess case study of his character. Yeah. Versus, like, the violence that the others act out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. I, we also will see more of him, so. Yeah. Okay, should we do a really quick fuck Mary kill? Uh yeah. The fact that you even had to ask. <laughs> I love how your can just goes upside down. <laughs> it, the whole can didn't fit in the in the cup, so it's fine. I'm about I've been way. topping off. Was that freshly opened when we started? Yeah, nice. it's okay. well and so, you know, because this is skinny, so yeah. it's a little bit more than half left. So Yeah. I'm not a lush. <laughs> yes i am <laughs> it's okay i don't drink very often so yeah but that makes sense because it, it's easier than to get drunk yes this is true. i'm cheap yes okay you suggested it so you gotta start okay okay um as if oh, like God. i haven't dropped oh, enough f-bonds today already out of so out of how did we do it last time? Because we did. Okay. Fuck Mary. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. So you need to pick three people. I do? Yeah. And then I do fuck Mary kill on them. You have to choose them. Now I remember. Oh, okay. I meant you choose first. Oh, okay. Me choose. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, I thought you, you meant like first. me go first. Cool. Okay. Yeah, no, because I wasn't ready. Oh, okay. Um, Juris, Cardin, and Zoya. Oh, kill Cardin. <laughs> Clearly. And then fuck Juris and marry Zoya. Okay. Because Juris is going to die. Like, like <laughs> imagine you've married him and then their prison breaks and his yeah. soul is released. And then you're just kind of stuck in the middle of this like barren wasteland. But if you could have like one good, like educational fuck yeah that would change your life oh yeah absolutely without a doubt without a doubt 
Um, and then Zoya's about to be queen. Yeah. So you get to reap the rewards of that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah. It's like I said about my rice cooker. I'd never have to work a day in my life. <laughs> never again. <laughs> I'm putting way too much faith in that rice cooker. <laughs> you're going to be disappointed next week. <laughs> I am. I am. When you're I'm like, call shit, you crying. Have... <laughs> you're like, I have so much work to do. Yeah. The rice cooker isn't doing it. Mm-hmm. Okay. You okay. What three. about you? No, you choose three. I like okay, to do mix ups. You mix up. Okay. Yeah. Let's do Nectus, Cardin, and Hana. Mm. Ooh. Damn you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, fuck Cardin. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite part of this game is when you're like, oh, that's the easy answer. And then you're stuck with the other two and you're like, wait a second. Yeah. Okay. Um, Marry Nectus. Okay. And kill Han. And this is why, because (laughs) Nina is, Han is not my favorite part of that relationship. Nina is. And Han kind of seems boring. That's fair. Yep. Yep. They do. I wouldn't want to marry or fuck like just doesn't seem very exciting that's fair yeah i support that yeah but whereas nectus i feel like he's that's a good like marriage partner someone who's just like stable you he's stable he knows when you he can smell if you've had enough nutrition or not (laughs) Uh, among other things yeah (laughs) like he's just there for you in that way (laughs) yeah I like that. I like there the... for you in a lot of ways. Yeah. 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 Like I like that he's uh, like I like the pampering aspect of that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Cardin just seems like he'd be like real fun. He does. Yeah. So. Yeah. Fun for a good time, not a long time. Yes. Yeah. He-, he seems like he'd be a little whiny bitch after a while. So we'll just Yeah tap that move on (laughs) leave jude to deal with that yeah (laughs) yeah okay sarah nikolai and nictus oh okay Hmm. (laughs) i already know who you're gonna kill (laughs) this is rude the fact that you're making juicy sauce i know I'm going to kill Nikolai. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Poor little buddy. (laughs) Yeah, poor little guy. (laughs) So then I guess I'll fuck Serafina and then marry Nyctos. Why pray tell? Maybe I just want to have power. Mm. Because the last time I chose the queen to marry. (laughs) (laughs) But like lazy power, like. I don't like consort do power. Yeah, like consort power. So you're gonna um, so you're gonna fuck Sarah and be like, move on. Yeah. <laughs> and she learned how to have sex from like the high-end escorts, like the good yeah, ones, the ones true. that like kings and lords go to. I might learn a thing or two. Yeah, that's a good point. Whereas like Nyctos is so 
he leaves sometimes i could use that yeah i wouldn't mind somebody that just like occasionally just like leaves me to my own devices (laughs) yeah yeah he he seems like someone who's who knows how to give you space and also how not to give you space yes yes (laughs) he knows (laughs) okay he knows what (laughs) he knows he, 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 I was thinking about your comment earlier. Like he knows how to get Jesus out. How to not leave room for Jesus? Yeah, he knows yeah. how to squeeze Jesus out of the equation. Yes, yes, he does. Yes, he does. Um. Okay. Okay. Lock. Okay. The Darkling. Okay. And then the stepbrother Prince. What was his name? Oh yeah, Tavius. Ooh, oh, you're making this world difficult in like a wor- in a worse way. <laughs> in a worse way, yeah. You're like giving me this. How low thing. are you willing to stoop, Bethany? Okay, okay. Oh, <laughs> are you like drawing out like the pros and cons? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> well, so the Darkling isn't that bad, right? <laughs> Like, I, <laughs> I didn't watch Shadow and Bones, so I don't know okay, the gravity. Yeah. So I'm like just trying to choose if I should kill or fuck Locke or Tavius. Okay, I'll kill Tavius. I was gonna say I feel like that's an easy. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> Once you like say it out loud, I'll kill Tavius. Okay, I'll actually fuck the Darkling. And I'll marry Locke and just like lock him in a room. Nice. I like, like that. I'll just be the one that's like, no, you don't get to say that. Like, yeah. I'll like control everything he does. Good. It'll be annoying, but I could do it. You could do it as like a, what you've given uh, me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a controlling, but also like, <laughs> fuck him up. Be an asshole to him. Retribution for June. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe he'd be like a good hate fuck too. He might be. Yeah. Time will tell. <laughs> this is real. So yeah. I mean, you'll have to get back to me on that. <laughs> like in our marriage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> our marriage bed. <laughs> I don't know how you're gonna break it to Milo, but fuck okay okay need a tissue no i need you i need you to choose okay jude Locke. i'm gonna do all one book has that in taran no i'm not gonna do that because you'll kill her that's easy (laughs) um okay jude Locke and uh um nina nina Mm -hmm. okay I'm going to kill Locke. That's easy enough. I am going to fuck Jude and marry Nina. Yeah, same. Nina seems like a, like a stronger long-term partnership. Plus, I think it's like really cool that like her powers are really cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I like Nina's the kind of person that I would want to be the dead person she brings alive to like kill her enemies you know yeah like, i'd be like i'm there for you i'd be like tell me where to yeah. go mom like yeah yeah i love it i love it 
and Jude seems like she'd be fun, but again, like long term, just so much back and forth, so much like flip flopping. I wouldn't yeah. be able to keep up. She's not I'm stable. too old for that. Yeah. We'll do one more each. Okay. Jude, Nina, Nectus. Uh, uh. <laughs> hmm. God damn you. <laughs> I can't do it. Um, cause okay, cause okay, cause first you're like, okay, who would I kill? And you're like, oh, I can't kill any of them. Okay, who would I marry? I'd probably marry Nectus again. Okay. I just like Nectus as a marriage partner. <laughs> he's got he's definitely like husband material. No, 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 no. Okay, no, I'd I'd fuck Nectus. Yeah. Marry Nina, kill Jude. Jude is like you said, Jude is like she's a great person to be, not a great person to be with. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. So Nina would be my marriage partner Nectus would be who I you know yeah yeah okay yeah. I dig it all right my turn yeah okay let's okay <laughs> oh okay Maddox Maddox <laughs> let's keep going Bethany um... <laughs> and Maddox there you go. <laughs> Maddox, Zoya, Nyctos. Nyctos or Nectus? Nyctos. Nyctos, okay. <laughs> I'm going to kill Maddox. Mm. Because he's the only one of that group that's like also has evil in him. Yeah, yeah. I love it. But he does. And then I'm going to... Fuck Zoya and marry Nyctos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. Zoya seems like she'd be fun. Yeah, she does. And she also seems like she'll be the easier one to, like, leave behind and ghost. Like, yeah. she'll ghost you first. Yeah, like, you don't... She seems like too much drama to, like, keep her around. Well, and she, like, it also seems like if I were to walk up to her later and be like, look, like, this just isn't... Like, that was just a one-time thing. She'd be like, who are you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No problems there. <laughs> Whereas, like, Nyctos would think about you for the next millennia. And you'd be so into it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I want him I to think be obsessed with me. Nyctos has just won our hearts, so. He has, 100%. Mm-hmm. He's such a big baby. I love him. I know. Yeah. Okay, real quick. I yeah. do think there is a hard line between creating... Like I said, like, oh, he's like simple, but complicated. And mm-hmm. I love that he's complicated because he's a brooder. He also knows what he wants. Mm-hmm. He's also a virgin. Yeah. Not like, anymore. But he's yeah. also incredibly powerful. Like there's yeah. all of these like extremes, dichotomies, like he's so not predict- a predictable, like, you know, so yeah. it's exciting especially especially because he's supposed to be something above a god he's a prime yeah yeah i love that word yes same that it's called so it does completely turn on its head or like i guess subvert that expectation you have of somebody who's a primal 
-hmm. even Sarah, like that's a big thing for her is she does not even expect this God who claims to be a virgin to be the one that she's the consort for. Mm -hmm. She gets so obsessed with the fact that he showed up, took one look at her and was like, I don't want it. And so like she created this whole idea in her head of like who he was and the expectations that he had as a person Mm -hmm. or like as an individual. When in reality, what it was was like a very human kind of, he doesn't want to be. He doesn't want to take. Yes, he doesn't want to take. He doesn't want to be like the. He wants to be chosen. Somebody. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love to. I know it's so hard not to like compare it to Poppy and Castile, but I guess Sarah doesn't have much, quite a distinct like character. And I don't mean that in like a bad way. I just think she's almost the vessel from which we discover who Nictus is. Yeah. You know, whereas I feel like Poppy had a really strong, like whole motif. Like she had, a whole journey she had a to lot like, go to do through. with the fact that like we see poppy coming out of her maiden mm-hmm. identity whereas with sarah we get like the or the, we get the prologue which is like the night that nikdos rejects mm-hmm. her as consort and then it just jumps ahead to three years later where like her family ignores her her mom very actively tells her that she's like a waste of space and she's just seeking problems. She can kind of just escape from the the palace and nobody even notices, even though she's like the rightful heir. She is the princess. Yeah. So it's almost like she's this um, unassuming kind of. Yeah. She's kind of, she's kind of invisible. Like she's Mm -hmm. for better or worse. She's become this like mirror to the people around her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but the funny thing is she has such a, a firmer grasp of her own self and I think it's because we're not seeing her discover that for herself she's already figured it out that mm-hmm. it feels maybe slightly less concrete or not concrete it feels slightly less uh apparent like in your face it's not, right as, as it does it's with not Poppy. spelled out for us because we're not watching it happen it's already yeah happened. exactly yeah. exactly that was, I think that was one of the things we had talked about too, is just like how much firmer she is in her sense of self and her knowledge in, in the things around her. Mm-hmm. I love that about her. Yeah. There's no question for her of who she is. Yeah. Exactly. Until later when she finds out that killing Nyctos would not have freed the people from the rot. Yeah. But even then, like she doesn't lose her sense of self. She just loses like her direction. It's making me angry that the book's not coming out for another like, year. Same same it's fine we've got the war of two queens in a few months yeah we've uh we've stirred all that shit up again (laughs) yeah like oh now we have to wait i will go cry myself to sleep tonight it's fine yes Mm -hmm. well we'll both be reading that scene tonight no the horse i just might (laughs) okay so ending announcements ending announcements we have a book club coming up where Melissa and I are going to be talking about a Court of Thorns and Roses series. We will get together, get everyone on the same page on January 29th. And then mm-hmm. February at some point, we will meet once a month. We have it yeah. at a really comfortable reading schedule to cover the whole series over the, over the year. So we're going to be reading lots of fairy smut 
and talking about it and reading about it and talking about it (laughs) clearly you guys three drinks in (laughs) yes yeah we're great at promos now um yes yeah so we want to talk to new readers people rereading everyone and every anyone um you can join us at any point too so if you can't make it like I know a lot of people are just starting school again. So if you have just started the semester and you're like, oh, dang, I want to join this, but I can't do the commitment right now. Join us during the summer. Like we're yeah. going to have this open all year. You're open yeah. to join us anytime. Yeah. And if you want, like you can join. You don't even have to be there for every meeting if you don't want to. Yeah. Because it's we're, because it's going to be a discord as well. Like the conversations are always going to be open. Yeah. So this is just a space for us to get together and gush. At- yeah and gush and chat about it yeah yeah I'm excited I'm excited Me to too. revisit this series I read it during the pandemic in 2020 and it kind of brought me into the YA world and it's been very good for me I'm excited to discover Bethany's gateway drug which is a court of thorns and roses yeah it is my gateway drug huh yeah I know I'm, I, I get, I get really obsessive and I appreciate Melissa sticking with me because there's nothing worse than someone telling you, have you seen the show? And you're like, no. And you're like, oh my God. And then like, you don't want to watch it. Cause you're like, okay. Yeah. Like the, the, you know, there's so, yeah. so much sensation around it. You've, you've bore with me this long. <laughs> like it's easy. You make I know. It very easy. Oh, I'm glad. Um, no, yeah. So I'm excited to, I'm excited because we're, we're going to be starting with Crescent City next year, next year. Yes. Um, next season. Oh God, it's 2022. Shit. Shit. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I'm, I'm already getting excited to read that. So yeah, we're going to be, we're going to be reading tons of Sarah J Moss this year. So it'll be yeah. fun. Um, but yeah, so join us on the book club, go to our link tree, sign up Mm -hmm. and we will, um, give you the discord link and you guys can join us. It'll be super fun. All right. So that is the end of season two, which is crazy. Season two. Yeah. You can catch us the very, very beginning of March for the beginning of season three, beginning of season three. Yeah. In the meantime, check out our Instagram in bed or at in bed with books pod. Check out our YouTube where we have visual versions of the episodes. Where else can they check us out? I don't know. Please tell them. Uh, the website in bed with books pod.com. Oh yeah. And we're actually on TikTok, BTW. <laughs> I think it's just at in bed with books. So cool. Yeah. If you're on TikTok, give us a follow and Enter the giveaway to get, get a, a shadow in the ember. Shadow in the ember. Yes, seriously. Yeah. Melissa has it. It's beautiful and you need it. It is. I won't get it right now because I have headphones on. Yeah. But it fine. exists. <laughs> in yeah. the room you're sitting in. It, it's within <laughs> six feet of me right now. Yeah. <laughs> but until then, during the break, we're just going to be chilling and see us on Instagram. See us on Instagram. So mostly. Until next season, Melissa. Until next season. Happy reading. Happy reading. Bye. Bye.
what I feel for you is not duty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, saying duty like four times. It started to sound like like poop. Not like your duty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm 12. <laughs> 